0: Hello, everyone. I'm Father Michael Lampy. I'm happy to be here. I'm your new parochial administrator, and um, it's a joy to be here. Um, I very much have enjoyed the last few days that I've been here, and I've been able to recognize in some ways how God has been present to me even in this very short time that I've been here. For example, when I first came and dropped off a bunch of things, and then when I later came and moved in, Uh, myself, I had Deacon Neal and some others helping me move in. And so I was able to see God at work through the charity of other human beings, through the charity of other people. And then while I was here sitting in the church praying, I was able to recognize how God was speaking to me through the architecture, through the beauty, but also in a special way, one of the stained glass windows. Uh, It's the window with St. Louis and St. Anthony. And the reason why I say that God spoke to me through that window is because my middle name is Lewis, and my confirmation saint is Saint Anthony of Padua. And so seeing that window, the Lord was able to speak to me through it, such that I recognize, yes, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is where God wants me to be. And so even in my short time here, I'm able to see how God is at work in my daily life. I'm able to see that God is with me. that he's speaking to me. It can be difficult for us to do that sometimes, though. Sometimes it can seem like God is distant, even though he's present, but might be hidden. Jesus, in our gospel passage today, reveals his divinity to Peter, James, and John when he's transfigured on the mountain, which is believed to be Mount Tabor when they're able to see the glory of God through his sacred humanity. They've been around him for a while now. They've seen him do all sorts of miracles and things. But in this particular case, he's revealing his divinity to them in order to strengthen them. He needs to strengthen them because after recognizing that he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, Jesus revealed to them what's going to happen. And what he said was that he was going to go through his passion, death, and resurrection. And that's not at all what his disciples were expecting. That's not at all what they were thinking the Messiah was going to do. He's supposed to be this ruler king. He's supposed to throw out the Roman Empire. But that? Dying on the cross? That's the plan? That just didn't make sense to them. So to reassure them that he is God, to reassure them that he knows what he's doing, he takes the leadership of the disciples, Peter, James, and John, and he reveals his divinity through his sacred humanity. Under ordinary circumstances, his divinity, his godliness, is hidden by his humanity. And if the fullness of his divinity was expressed through his humanity, Peter, James, and John would not have been able to survive because God is just so glorious. He's so amazing that we just can't handle that as human beings. We need to be altered. We need to be changed. We need to be expanded by the grace of God to even be able to receive his glory. And so while he is revealing it, it's not in its complete fullness. That's reserved for heaven. But they still got to get a sense that Jesus is who he says he is. And in our own prayer lives, we can experience that, too. We can experience God's closeness. We can recognize his love. We can recognize his peace. We can recognize a sense of joy. At another time when I was praying here in the church, the thought that this is home came to me. And there was a sense of peace and a sense of joy. And I could recognize God in the midst of that, too. And so... God can be revealing himself in many ways. And sometimes in our prayer lives, God can seem veiled. He can seem hidden. Just as his divinity was hidden behind his humanity for most of the time that he was here walking on earth, so too sometimes in our prayer lives. God could seem distant. It could seem like he's not here. But just as Jesus was there with Peter, James, and John during their time together as they're walking around in Galilee and in Judea, Jesus is with us. He's with us always. He's with us always in many ways. In fact, he's with us even when we come together, when we gather for the celebration of the Mass. But he's hidden. He's hidden in more than one way. Jesus is hidden twofold in a special way when he comes to us in the Eucharist. Because not only his divinity, not only his godliness, but also his humanity is hidden. That we know by faith that Jesus becomes present, that once what was once bread and wine becomes the God of the universe, we know because God has revealed this to us. That at the Last Supper, he says, this is my body. And this is the same God who said, let there be light and there was light. So if he says, this is my body, then it's his body. When he says, this is the chalice of my blood, it becomes the chalice of his blood. Because he's God, and when he says it is, then it is. And so we know by faith that it's true. But we also still see what appears to be bread and wine. Just as when Jesus was walking the earth, they saw what appeared to be nothing more than a regular human being. But there are moments where that glory, that reality of his godliness is made manifest. And the same is true with the Eucharist, with Eucharistic miracles. But ordinarily, the fact that Jesus is present there, body, blood, soul, and divinity, is hidden. It's veiled twofold. We can't see his godliness. We can't see his humanity, not with our physical eyes. But we can try to lift that veil a little bit, we can try to look past the veil, we can try to see with the eyes of faith rather than our physical eyes, and know with certainty that it is truly our Lord. You've probably noticed that um, I'm celebrating Mass a little bit different than your previous pastor. For example, um, I sing or chanted some of the priest's prayers, And the reason I do that is because I'm trying to help lift that veil a little bit, trying to help make it a little bit easier to recognize this is different, this is special. What we are doing now in the celebration of the mass is not the ordinary life of us human beings. And so I'm going to act a little different. I'm going to speak, or rather sing, so that we have a greater understanding that this is sacred this is holy. What we are doing here is not ordinary life. What we are doing here is very special. As we continue the celebration of the mass, you'll notice other small things that are a little different. It's the same mass, just as Jesus was the same, Jesus before and after the transfiguration, but it looks a little different. And my hope is that Through the things, the options that I choose in the celebration of the Mass, it helps you to get a greater sense that this really is our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. For example, when I celebrate the consecration, when we have the Eucharistic prayer, and I slow down and say the words that Jesus said at the Last Supper, I do that to emphasize, this is different, this is special, this is sacred in hopes that that'll help you recognize his real presence in the Eucharist, in hopes that that'll help you to realize that Christ is among us. And we might think, okay, well, that's that's nice to have Jesus with us, right? That's good to have him here at Mass. But how does that really affect my daily life? If we can start to recognize Jesus in the Eucharist, we can start to recognize Jesus everywhere. We can start to recognize Jesus in each other. We can start to recognize Jesus in the little coincidences that happen in life. I put that in air quotes because there is no real coincidence. There's just God at work trying to give you a hint that he's there and that he cares, that he's trying to help you out, that he's trying to get you to realize he's with you, in the midst of you. And if we can recognize the Lord in the Eucharist, that can help us to recognize Him throughout our lives. And when we can recognize Him throughout our lives, that can can transform our lives. Well, even encountering Jesus in the Eucharist can transform our lives. And what do I mean by that? I mean, God has the best plan for us. And His plan for us is to be with Him forever in heaven. And He wants to guide us to that point. He reveals himself through the church. He gives us basic instructions on what we need to do to get to heaven. But as individuals, he has particular things that he wants us to do here on earth, particular ways that he wants us to get closer to him. And if we can learn to listen and to recognize him in our lives, then we can follow him in those little ways. We can recognize him speaking to us and guiding us to what will make us happiest. Those of you who read my bio Would recall that I used to be a nuclear engineer, and now I'm a priest. Why did I change? Because God told me to. Because he knows me better than I know myself. Because he revealed to me that this is how he plans my happiness here on earth. This is how he plans to get me to heaven. It changed me. It changed my life, being able to recognize him and letting him guide me. And the Lord wants to do that for all of us. He wants to guide all of us. He wants us to have the joys of heaven, but to even experience that here on earth. And if we're able to recognize him in our ordinary ways of life, then we can do that more easily. Now, I haven't been here yet for a full week, but I am very eager to get to know you, to recognize how Jesus is at work in your daily lives. I am eager to know more about the parish And so I invite all of you to consider opening up your home for a gathering for 10 to 20 or however many uh, people where we can just have a conversation, where I can listen to how Jesus is at work in your life, where I can listen and hear about how God is working in the community, how this parish, Immaculate Conception, Old Monroe, is experiencing our Lord more information about that can be found in the bulletin, but if you're interested in having one of these gatherings, then you can contact me at the parish office or by email, by phone or by email. And that way I can have a greater understanding of how God is working. And then I can recognize God at work in you and I can help you grow closer to the Lord and I can better help you get to heaven. And so God is at work, And we need to learn to pay attention, to recognize, because oftentimes he's veiled, he's hidden, and we want to recognize him always. When Peter, James, and John came down from the mountain, Jesus was no longer having his glory, his divinity, shining through his sacred humanity, but they knew that he is who he says he is. They knew that he is God, that he is the Messiah. They knew that by faith, and they could still see it, Even though they couldn't see it with their physical eyes, they could see it with the eyes of faith. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, let us take this next moment of silence to reflect upon how God has been at work in our lives as we prepare to encounter him in the Most Holy Eucharist.